Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Thriving Adoptees podcast. So today I'm delighted to be joined by Eric, Eric Curtis. Lovely to have you on the show. Looking forward to our conversation, Eric. Thanks for the invite, Simon. I appreciate it. So a fellow, a fellow adoptee. And um, I sometimes I, I love to start with this question. What comes to your mind when you hear the, the name of the podcast, Thriving Adoptees? What, what, what does that evoke for you? Well, I, I mean, I think the thing in adoption is there can be some stigma around it. And and I love the idea that you're trying to build a, kind of a positive, uh, successful image to, uh, to, to being adopted, because I know many adopted people uh, and they're highly successful. And uh, it's also uh, as, as we grow older, we get a lot of learnings. Uh, in our life, and it's you know sometimes nice to 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 share those for others' benefit and success. Yeah, um, well, that's exactly what the show is is about. Um, but there's lots of adoptee podcasts out there. Many of them focus on the story, the story of our uh, adoption. So we may have some relinquishment trauma. We may have had gone through some tough stuff in our adoptive family. Um, and and yeah, there's this feeling that we're kind of wedded to our we're wedded to our story somehow. Right. Um, whereas I I think what one of the most important learnings I had was I had a story in the head. I had a story in my head about who I was and about why my birth mother uh, gave me up. And when I found out that that wasn't true. You know that that was one of the biggest learnings of of my life. It was uh, a, a moment when my beliefs were were busted, right? So I had this idea that she didn't love me enough to keep me. Uh, and, and when I got the document, when I went up eight, eight years after having that um, volcano of a, of, uh, of anger erupting within me, I found out that that wasn't the the, the truth at all right she she placed me for adoption out of desire for the best for me really um so that's why i like to look at learnings you know the, those aha moments epiphanies those moments when our beliefs are proved to be untrue and we mm-hmm. we learn something new about ourselves so that's why we focus on learnings rather than the stories and why we're focusing on sharing learnings so that hopefully the listener can take some of our learnings and well hopefully those those learnings spark or catalyze some learnings sure. within within them and that helps them along their, their that's journey. a great that's a great mission for the podcast yeah it is it is all about belief busting and trauma you know healing trauma and one of the things that i'm looking at the moment uh that's big big on big on the uh, moment in terms of learnings eric is that in the personal development world which i spent a lot of time in there is this uh, a bit there's a big focus on busting beliefs uh, but we don't hear much of about beliefs in the adoptee world, what we hear about is trauma all the time, right? We mm-hmm. hear about trauma. And, and and yet it seems to me that busting beliefs is somehow uh, 
an easier thing than healing trauma. Do you get do you get that feeling? Do you, does busting beliefs seem easier than healing trauma, or how do you see the relationship between those two things? Um, I, I I mean I think you know the the way I look at busting beliefs is to allow people to see two sides of a coin, right? Both the positive and the negative. So whether that was a trauma that helped shape the character that you are today and gave you a lot of strengths as a result of that is a positive thing. Or the misconceptions that we may have, right, about why we were given up for adoption and then being able to see both sides of the coin, not only from your own perspective, but from somebody else's, perhaps a, a birth parent. Yeah. Um, and so so I, I, I almost look at them, you know, very similarly is that the beliefs we have are shaped by our perceptions and sometimes our perceptions are too narrow uh, or they they're too tough to look at the negative side, right? A lot of times we like to stay in a, a state of elation, right? Where we're only looking at the positive and we didn't really look at the negative. Uh, so we don't really have a balanced perspective or, you know, as in trauma, you know, we have a really ne uh, a negative experience that's anchored in our, in our heads. Um, and we don't really look at all the benefits that that gave us, no matter how traumatic it was. But maybe it shaped your character. Maybe you're a stronger person as a result of it. Um, I, I think we get we get too lopsided, whether it's it's in reshaping beliefs or looking at trauma, and we look at them through the wrong lens versus a balanced perspective. Yeah. So it's it's a more kind of added uh, adult kind of pros and cons approach. Your you're you're looking at um perhaps a little bit more detached yeah i mean it's obviously it's hard when you're in it i mean you know i i didn't really have a, a good objective view until i i got older in life to understand where some of my negatives were coming from or what they were even attributed to or what what you know what they might have been associated with but as a result of looking at them i can see all the benefits uh, that that provided me in terms of, you know, digging deeper to self-explore, to learning more about myself, to learning, you know, to wanting to meet my 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 birth family uh, and things of that nature. So what I found is kind of lacking or as a negative became, you know, I don't want to say purpose, but, you know, became mission or goals in my life that helped really shape character and just, you know, allow me to just mature a little bit more and you know, find a little bit more, uh, find more pieces of myself. Yeah. Okay. So can, can we strip that down a bit? What, do, sure. what does self-exploration mean to you, Eric? Well, I, I think it's understanding, you know, what you perceive or what's, what's happening to you and, and understanding that, you know, maybe some of the me mental attributes that go along or have caused that. Right. So for me growing up, um, you know, when I was in high school and, and, and college, I would have a lot of anxiety, uh, socially or around identity, just, you know, who, who was I? Um, uh, because, uh, I understood, I think at a, as, you know, early as my, my mid teens, uh, that something was different, even though my head, my parents had told me, uh, that I was adopted as soon as I could really understand that might've been five, six or seven years old. Um, but I, I didn't really understand the, the disconnect or, um, until I was in my, uh, teens. And then I didn't really understand the anxiety until I was in my thirties that might've been related to adoption. Um, and, and maybe not knowing, uh, 
my 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 birth parents and i think that was also a catalyst as to why i wanted to seek them out yeah so we we talk and similar to me right we have been, there's these long timelines yeah where where nothing is really happening the changes the, the changes and we're, we're just living our lives like we live our lives and then these these moments happen that uh lead lead us to a whole new uh, a whole new world so was there a particular time in it uh, was a particular event in your in your teens when you realized that something was uh, a miss here Eric? yeah i think i, I want to say it was either my sophomore or junior year in high school yeah. um i would i would have to get up and and leave classes um as i got really anxious and and i couldn't really pinpoint what the anxiety was about it wasn't about a social circumstance it wasn't really about anything it was just you know the class was going on as normal uh something triggered in me that just wasn't comfortable and i was never really comfortable in my own skin for you know quite a few years and until i started just kind of understanding and dissecting a little bit about what those things were about yeah so did you start on off you did some work there in your late yeah. teens uh, and then things settled down and then something came up again when, in your 30s, yeah? Well, I think it was a it was, it was was a variety of different things in my 30s. Um, it was uh, in when I was 29 years old, I, I climbed uh, Denali, which is the highest mountain in North America. And uh, a part of part of that climb, I kept a journal and and you know just obviously you're you're alone in a tent you're alone on a glacier you have plenty of time to think uh and so i did a lot of reflecting uh in the in the journal and you know had decided at that point and it really never was something i talked never thought of before but as 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 i was in that situation it brought about um my desire and interest to find my my birth family and you know that that kind of started the whole self-exploratory uh process and then a lot of events happened in my life um you know uh in my in my 30s good goods and bads that made me just really want to understand is this connected to anything are my beliefs around this connected to anything and and then you know when i was in my late 30s getting to meet my um my half sister my half brother my aunts and uncles uh really helped to uh fill in a lot of the identity uh, or pieces that were missing in my in my teens and twenties. Yeah. So a, a lot of people talk about um, missing roots here, right? The the roots that keep us grounded. Is, yeah. is, was that what it was for you? Was that's what it felt like to you, or what, how did it? How would you kind of summarize that? Ooh, how would I summarize what was mi- the, the the missing roots part? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you, it, it, it's just I guess it's just a metaphor, really. Um, people talk about you know like not be you you said about not being comfortable in your own skin yeah Um, you talked about kind of not knowing having some parts missing um that that root thing is one that comes up is uh, and i I guess i'm it was my suggestion so i'm just uh, no it's it's great and i'll give an example um i i reached out to find my 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 birth mother and found out that she had passed away from having cancer um, and, you know, was able to write a letter to her hu- husband, who is, was, was not my father, um, my, not my birth father. Um, and I got a response from my half sister and we wound up getting together 
at a, at a cafe. She brought her husband and, and, their, and their newborn. Uh, and we sat there for two hours and we talked. Two hours went by in about 15 seconds, it felt like. And and it, it had the feeling of, you know, if you had a friend that you haven't seen in 10 years, then all of a sudden you guys, you guys get together and you picked up right where you left off. It was like we were picking up right where we left off. And it was also look like I was um, engaging with uh, kind of a female persona to myself, right? Same kind of mannerisms and similarities. And, and it just just put a piece of the puzzle back into place um, to give me a little bit of understanding of, you know, just identity in general. Uh, and, and, and that's what I think about when I think of your question around roots is just that one connection just gave me so much. And now we're very close, my half sister, my half brother and I, um, and, and that just keeps continuing to fill in a lot of the, the, the questions or, or, you know, things that I was missing. Yeah. And so did, did she help you with any information about the path? Did she know, well, had she, did she know about you before the letter? Uh, she did not know so so the the letter was a surprise and um you know her her father shared that with her uh and of course she immediately reached out and wanted to connect and and luckily for for me and my family that we were able to do that and we are extremely extremely close to this day which is which is wonderful and she was also able to give me a lot of insight and background and pictures and things like that of my birth mother, uh, which was just, you know, another incredible piece of the puzzle that uh, I got to fill in. Yeah. I think it's a, a, a amazing how like we, we have these views of, we go on this search and, 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 and reunion and it doesn't always work out like we expect. So I, I actually found out that my birth mother had, had died as well. And she died of cancer too, as a, Mm-hmm. as a, a tragic um, coincidence and there's this uh there's this idea um i i had an email from from somebody uh, that i'd asked to be on the podcast and she she was a, a fellow adoptee and she was contending that uh we can't heal without reunion and uh and i thought well that's not my experience right i i found out that she had died but the the paperwork that i got in uh, from my adoption file that helped me see the reason for her um, relinquishing me that was profoundly profoundly healing and here we have we have you and your your experience you have you're feeling more you're feeling more grounded you've got a um a better sense of those roots and yet that without without actually having to without being able to reunite with you with yeah your, she died i think i think healing more comes from gratitude and that kind of comes back to my my point on you know our perceptions and being able to look at uh being adopted uh you know being given up for adoption as something to be thankful for in, in that, you know, the circumstances of somebody's life uh, were such that they would do that um, and, and be grateful for your life, no matter how uh, good or bad it is. And and then be able to see that side of the coin, because if you, if, if you, if you live in anger the whole time, or you live in resentment or whatever, whatever that is, it, it's, 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 it's not healthy. And it it, it doesn't really, 
honor what happened and that is you know be, being able to be here uh and and you know being able to uh have been placed with a great uh adopted family uh, and been lucky there because i know not a lot of people have that same experience so uh i think there's a lot of uh healing and gratitude uh versus you know getting to to meet anybody obviously that that helps but if 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 you're if you're going into it with a state of gratitude and and in your heart then um you, know, you can you can see the right side of the coin. Yeah. Um, just to make it clear, so you're talking about spontaneous gratitude from within, not that kind of forced gratitude from without. You see what I mean? Like um, correct. Yeah. I like your your, I, your own I, perception, being able to see things and 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 identify well, why what do I have to be grateful for as a result of this this you know the the life I've been given, and and that's I think is a great great way to look at it versus you know with anger and resentment which is easy to is is easier to do yeah um i i I can see from my own my own state that um anger and resentment was a was a barrier for me yeah choose to choose you up and it weighs on your personal relationships and other relationships you have in your life and 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 you can see that after you you know Maybe and this comes back to the point where you know reflecting back on yourself and having that uh, objective nature to yourself is being able to say, okay, well, maybe the reason I was angry because I was angry about this, you know, in my life or um, you know whatever that may be, or maybe the reason I'm not good in relationships with this type of person is because of you know the resentment I still hold, and you know if I if I change my perspective and the way I look at things and my understand maybe even my understanding of those things. Um, does everything around me change? Yeah, it certainly does. I, um, I think there's a couple of things off off this. We are talking about our version, so yeah, uh, you know, you see, you see the uh, on let's see on, on some Facebook and hear it from in conversations. You know, like we're, we're told to be grateful, uh, and we don't feel grateful, and it's just like that that sense that you know that that the, the steam is coming out of our our ears because we're being we're we're being denied our own emotions right we've been we've been told that our own emotions are invalid invalid and then uh, and also if we and then we come to this anger thing where you see i see adoptees being angry about being called angry sure you know like uh, well we have every reason to 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 be be angry and these things, they can kind of snowball, can't they? Um, sure. And uh, but it's but it's but it's. I think I think I think it's more than that, right? I think you're always going to have the anger and resentment. But again, it's looking at both sides. So let let let's say you sat down and you wrote down, and I and I've I've done this and 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 many times. It's like, you know, what are the things you're angry about, or what are the things you're upset about, or that you resent, or et cetera, and make a list. Right. You probably come up with 30, 40 things in a few minutes. Right. But then sit sit down and create parity in that thinking. What are the what are the things you're grateful for? What are the 30, 40 things you're grateful for? Um, and, and that was really hard for me. And I, I struggled with that, but I forced myself to 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 look that way. And when I did it, it 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 changed my perceptions because I know like I can still I can still be upset. Right. But at the same time, like I can see the other side versus if I ignore the other side, I, I'm forcing myself to kind of stay in a state of depression, 
right? If I can see both sides, I, I'm I'm more balanced in my perspective. It's it's made the world of difference to me uh, in being able to do that because I I I let go easier. Uh, I don't hold on. I don't let something that I perceived earlier, you know, I, that I would perceive earlier in my life as toxic versus now as, uh, as a blessing. And I start to, 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 to see that just through forcing myself to, from, you know, my own point of view, not an external forced, you know, you gotta be grateful type deal, yeah. uh, from my own desire to understand. Uh, and the more I did that and having met my birth family, the more I realized that was actually all the stuff that was on the positive side. That was true. Not the negative side. Yeah. Yeah. Have you come across some, uh, a lady called Byron Katie? Byron Katie. No. Yeah. So, um, the, 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 as you were talking about writing down the things, um, you know, I was thinking about my, I was thinking back to my own, uh, false beliefs, right? Yeah. Uh, so she has a, she has a, a four step, four step process for investigating our beliefs. And uh, and it, it's it, I think it's the work dot org or the work dot com, and it, she she it's just a template of, of 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 four questions, which encourages to go deep on our beliefs and yep. actually yeah um almost like meditate on them do you know what I mean okay. like concentrate concentrate not on them uh, focus on them see what comes up for us and it's a very powerful kind of yeah it, it's it's a belief exploration and you know looking at that that looking at that biggest well looking at the biggest ones that we have you know like so this idea i i think the the belief that there's something wrong with us you know you you mentioned the word stigma at the top of the uh, the stop stop of this um, conversation and you know when i think of stigma i'm thinking well that's kind of that's external but it's also yep. internal and, and one of my fascinations is how this relinquishment or placing of that, that's an interesting one actually i was talking to a birth mother um, who was on the show a couple of couple of months ago and she said no i i didn't relinquish my son I placed my son for adoption. Now, I don't normally get hung up on the vocabulary, right? Because I, I, I'm looking for something deeper. But something in the way that she said that, you know, relinquish, you know, think about, you know, put my son up for adoption. Um, uh, yeah, made an adoption plan. You know, there's, there's all these different words, right? So, so one of my fascinations is how can that... Uh, I, I think of that because we haven't got any kids. We've got, we've got, we've got we're on a fourth dog now. We've got a fourth and a third <laughs> and fourth dogs, right? And the fourth one hasn't tried, but the other three did. You know, on their on their whilst they were they'd been they'd been taken from their furry mums from their mums and come to live with us. And you think of that that um it sends chills down my, my spine you know the that 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 crying and that loneliness some somehow you've got this non-verbal feeling of sure. 
abandonment. And somehow that becomes a belief that there's something wrong with us, you know. And so you've one is very nebulous and and it, uh, and and powerful and painful, but it has no words. And then somehow that arcs into the turns into this through through our brains, you know, like yeah. It, 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 it's grown. It's it, so. It's um, festers his anger usually. Sorry? It's usually festers his anger, right? You know. Yeah. Um. And when somebody told me that, and thank you for reminding me because I'd forgotten that actually. Anger is usually the the flip side of pain. Yeah. Especially for guys, apparently. Massive, sorry, massive stereotype here, but yeah, the the anger, the anger is a, a signal, a, a signal of pain, mm-hmm. and so we've got these things going on, and this kind of implicit belief that there's something wrong with us, but we can't really put our we can't really put our finger on that, can we? Like you, you had you're talking about in your mid mid teams, your sophomore year in uh, a junior, you, we can't really put our our finger on there. No, I think you're constantly worrying about like, why, why am I having this thought or like what not, not even being able to connect the dots that it is because you're adopted, but you know, it's like, why, why am I angry right now? Right. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm in a happy situation, but I just, I I feel angry. And, and, you know, when you're, when you're early in your life, you just, I, I don't think you're good at connecting dots, let's say. Uh, or recognizing something without without help, right? Like trying to do it on your own is 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 really difficult. And and so I think that's why it took me a, a long time to figure out, hey, maybe this is correlated. Um, was just because, you know, I I I did a more self exploring in my late twenties, early thirties, than I did, you know, in my teens and early twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, you you start to realize, ah, that's that maybe that's, that's it. Was there a moment when it clicked? Was something clicked for you on that? When when you joined other dots, do you remember one? Uh, no, I don't think it was a moment when things clicked. I th- I think it was more of just me becoming more attuned to you know something that happened to me one day and the way I responded and 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 me thinking you know is this correlated and and obviously sometimes you go into analysis paralysis thinking yeah. everything is and that's not necessarily the case right like who you are is who you are and your character is is obviously shaped by some of the bad things that happened in your life or just maybe some of the bad reactions that you have in your life uh and 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 you you, you start to maybe overanalyze things um and and so I I, I didn't really think it was a particular moment where I realized that as as more of just a kind of an ongoing thing that that I paid yeah. attention to. Were were there any um, were, were there any similarities as you did that looking at yourself? Were there any similarities to the 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 moments where anger uh, anger came to the like fore? subsided or. When I, or when it, well when it when it came up and when yep. and when it subsided was there any do any do any context familiar context come to mind? Um, is there any context when it came up? Um, I'm trying I'm trying to think now yeah. back. 
back into my teens and twenties. Uh, I think a lot of times it manifested in anxiety as well, as I, as, as I said earlier, and, and sometimes that just correlated to me wanting to leave a particular situation, whatever situation I, I was in, it didn't really matter what it was, but there were certain, but there was usually, it was, it was usually a social setting, right. Whether that be a classroom or a group or, or something like that, where I just needed to, to leave. Yeah. Uh, I just need to be away um, because I was, you know, just getting anxious about something and I, and I couldn't put my finger on it. And and then, then I would get really angry about that. Um, and the, the more I learned, you know, that part of that identity crisis that I was having early on was related to adoption, that, that anxiety dramatically subsided yeah. uh, in, in social settings, you know, because, um, yeah, it, it was, it was, that, that's, that's the thing I paid attention to the most and, and saw was something that was, you know, I'll say messing with me, uh, whether that was from a, you know, a personal side, a business side or something like that. Um, and, and being able to identify that and, and deal with it because out of the anxiety came anger for putting me in the situation to have to leave that. And then, you know, the anger of like, what was this really about? Yeah. Uh, and and working to, to 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 figure that out and then correct it or dissolve it. Yeah. Wow. Because um, it, it's 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 circular, isn't it? And, and oh yeah, it, yeah, it, it's circular, and uh, and we go down. Uh, uh, what it's a vicious cycle rather than a or a vortex, isn't it? I think of I think of a vortex. We just we we just sure. spinning, we we we're, we're spinning down until something breaks. Uh, well, so I mean, so much is impacted, right? Like, I mean. A lot of the adopted people I know, you know, relationships um, took some time to figure out just having relationships, whether they were friends or partners or, you know, whatever that was about uh, because of adoption was maybe a little differently because you didn't because your mental model was different or whatever that might have been. You know, that's also an issue. Yeah. As I was thinking through whilst you were thinking through the the one that came up for me is actually be, being understood being understood being what understood. do you mean by that well being understood uh, not being understood as a, uh, a as a was a common context for anger coming up for me oh okay so uh, and that still happens that still happens for me I think it's less frequent now, but um, yeah, I I had a I, so today I, I'm th- this is a addition a, 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 an extension to our house. Yep, that I'm sitting in right now, and the builder and I, <laughs> you know, yeah. So you're talking different languages. We're talking different languages, and we've got a, a different. We've got we, we've got different maps. We've got a different left. We've got a different um, understanding of what trust mm-hmm. means. Right. So, so it's interesting you say that. Um, I don't know how I would correlate my 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 thinking around that. However, that's one of the things that I thrive on in business, and and maybe it's because of something to do in my past there, but. We do a lot of mergers and affiliations for for nonprofits, and part of what I do to make those trans help those transactions be successful is I'm translating. 
the misunderstoods, right? Like one culture speaks one way, another speaks another way. And, you know, they mean the same thing, but they're, they're, they're kind of missing their marks. And, and a, a lot of times that can mean the difference between a successful relationship and a, and a bad one is just, you know, the understoods in communication. But it's, it's interesting you say that, because I think that's one of the areas that I would thrive in, in supporting others. Yeah. To, to decode it. Yeah. Just, just, I'm just thinking about the guy, you know, like he, he, uh, he, he was billing in advance and he was behind it on his schedule, but he was still billing. He'd set up, he'd set up his invoice system to, to bill as if it was still on schedule. And then, oh, okay. And so, and we paid him some money up front and then, and, and then there's a, there was a, a, there was a fallout and he was almost threatening not, not to come. There was an undercurrent that he, he was threatening not to be there unless we paid him for a, a bill that was like four days, four days we'd had for four days. Right. But it was on work that was going to be done but next it, month. It worked that he hadn't finished. Yeah. And and I, I just couldn't I just couldn't I I couldn't talk to the guy I I, I really couldn't I, I was just I, I just couldn't trust him I couldn't trust him his his, his model and my model of the world was so yeah yeah that, well I mean I think that's kind of how we form you know circles and stuff like that in our own lives is obviously people that we bring in that we can communicate with let's say yeah um, and then you find out the ones that you can't yeah. Yeah. The group, yeah, but group settings, I can see, I can see um, the, the group settings is probably, yeah, I, if you're listening, if you're still listening, listeners, and maybe have a look at what stuff comes up for you and is there a, is, is there a, um, a commonality in terms of the context, whether it's me and wanting, feeling misunderstood, um, uh, anger about, the guy not, you know, um, doing what he said he was going to do. That's, that's a big thing for me. Yeah. That's a big thing for me too. Yeah. People doing what what I said, I'm going to doing what I'm said, I'm going to do and fulfilling on that is really big for me. And if I don't do it, which is usually rare is where I get pretty upset with myself. Yeah. Cause it, cause I've, I think, I think to your point, like I violated an internal term, uh, to, to my, to my being. And I think that that is a big part of what I believe in is, you know, if you say something that you're going to do something, you get a fall through on it. So like we have this call scheduled today and, and I've had some problems with my online banking. I, you know, I was onto the call center to get this stuff resolved. And I'm thinking, well, I'm talking to Eric in half an hour. Do I make this call? Can I, can I get this? Can I get oh, you're never going to re- resolve anything in 30 minutes with IT. I just managed to do it literally with with 30 seconds to to, to spare. I you know I saw the notification that you joined the Zoom. I clicked on and it was one minute to the hour. And I thought I've done that because I was feeling that pressure. Like I've said, I you know the other thing that's going through in my head is why did I start? Why did I start resolving this thing? because it's going to take less than half an hour. But I do I, don't I? But it's very important to me. So I would have had to hang up. I would have to hang up and, and go through all the the, 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 the same old 
spiel sure. tomorrow because I, I I wouldn't let I come you know I would I would I do what I say I'm going to do you know yeah that's that's the one um so the the um the stigma then you talked about uh, stigma and we've talked about stigma from an internal perspective and then also an external perspective have you come across that from an external perspective um not personally no um but then again you know i've just in my 40s uh have started to kind of make public and some of the charities i support around adoption that i that i that i was adopted i mean before i wasn't i wasn't public with it and that was by no plan or design it just you know social media didn't exist to give you channels to be able to do that those days um but you know the the more i look to the gratitude the blessings and things like that that i've that i've come to realize are you know part of being adopted uh you know the more i'm excited to talk about it uh and share with others and you know when i do share i get um you know friends that are in my circle that reach out and say hey oh by the way i was adopted as well who i which i didn't know uh and so those conversations lead to some great story time and getting to share each other's, you know, stories, which are, you know, obviously dramatically different for each individual case, but um, it's really exciting to have those opportunities. I was talking to an adoptee just this, this afternoon who, who had had a really bad experience with her adoptive family, mainly a mum actually. Um, and and I, and I think we can we can look at the relinquishment trauma, but we can also look at the trauma that goes on within the uh, adoptive family, and we can dissect them for the point for the point of conversation here. Um, but they're all rolled up, you know, it, 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 in in one individual. It's all rolled sure. up into one individual and their and their 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 view of their view of the world and their view of. Of, of of adoption um what, what's your take on all that have you have you have you got in have you dived into that sort of stuff with uh, the the uh, the other adopted people that you've spoken to about in terms of their their backgrounds or how they dealt with the trauma yeah in terms of this relation the 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 experience in the in the family as well in in the adoptive family yeah it's it's I think what's interesting is several of the people that I know uh, decided in within very similar time periods to myself to look for and search for the birth family. Um, and, and, and that was a common experience that we got to share. And some of those stories like mine and a few others I know weren't, weren't great. Um, and another person went to look for their their mother and found out she had passed of a heart attack uh the same year that he was looking for for her and then uh, somebody else i know uh reached out to their their mother and you know they mother didn't really want to connect or stay connected uh and and so you know that definitely would emphasize the the abandonment kind of feeling uh for somebody but I think I think the difference in terms of what I've noticed is the the folks that tend to the people that I know that have entered into the decision to find their birth family or have some of those hard discussions are at a point in their life where they're very successful 
uh, or their state, like they're 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 mature enough to handle it. I don't know how how I would have handled, you know, meeting meeting my birth family or, you know, knowing my mother had my birth mother had passed, you know, in my teens or even in my early twenties. I don't I don't think I was mentally mature enough to understand the the situation, uh, or I would I don't think I was mentally mature enough to have engaged in the relationship in a, in, in a way that would be really meaningful to me. Uh, and so I'm glad things kind of manifested the way that they did uh, in the timelines that they did. But I'm finding that some of the folks that I know had very similar circumstances where when they had decided to reach out or take that initiative, that they were in a better place. And so I I, I do think that you know where you are in 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 life and maturity and and things like that does make a difference, uh, or at least it made a difference for 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 me and others I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you when I asked you at the start about what came to mind with thriving adoptees, you talked about the positive the positivity around this. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I again as another the same lady I was talking to. She said, oh, well, I didn't think I could come on the Thriving Adoptees podcast because I'm not sure whether I'm thriving, basically. I thought it was for only only for people that were already thriving. I thought, oh, that's an interesting one because I've heard that before, right? Um, but, but, but hold on. Let me just jump in real quick. What I have found about the way I've my life has manifested and, and some of the things that I've, that I've seen is that the areas that I have seen lack – meaning gaps in my life or, or 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 things lacking in my life have become part of my purpose in life right and so you know maybe in your example with her you know she she thinks she's not successful but the job she has right now is fulfilling part of the purpose or far, part of what she feels is missing in her soul right because of being adopted and 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 you know i i would say the same thing happened for for me um, in, in that, uh, I think the blessing of being adopted gave me a gap or a lack to want to fill. And that led to me having a really awesome purpose in life, uh, or at least understanding that that was part of it. And, and so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, that I just, I'll just leave you with that because where yeah, we have yeah. lack, usually where we have, pur- I mean, look at the podcast that you're delivering now It's like where you have lack is where you have purpose. Yeah. For sure, yeah, I, um, and it is. It's all about p- passing it on, you know. Pe- I was when I was having my wobbles around this stuff. I was luckily lucky to be in a in an area where people encouraged me to. I was going down the trauma tunnel, and, yeah. and life it was getting a bit darker. And but I, luckily, I was in a place where people actually encouraged me to turn around. I turn around 180 degrees and I could still see light at the other end of the tunnel. So I didn't yeah. go further down into the darkness. I looked and, and so that, that's the, that's the thing with, you know, I, I say when I'm doing public speaking, I say, well, I think we've become, we've become trauma obsessed. Yeah. Like the, the adoption sector or industry, however you want to call it. And the adoptee world on Facebook, I think we've become trauma obsessed. We're, we're like we're, everything's it's trauma all the way around, and I think that we should be um, trauma informed, 
So I'm not nobody's nobody's denying any trauma here. Um, but I'm saying that we should be healing obsessed or hope obsessed. Hope obsessed, I guess, in the in the first step, because that's being able to see light at the end, end of the tunnel. That's the hope. The, the hope is light. And then healing obsessed to keep on going in that yeah. direction and not uh, and, and and rather than turning back down and going further down the, the trauma trauma trauma. Yeah, I mean I mean I I, I I do think that part of maybe what makes us stronger later in life is that we've experienced some of the the you know the negatives or we've spiraled or we've had bad experiences or made stupid decisions, right? that led us to stupid situations that we could have been avoided, but we got what we got. And, 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 and now maybe some of that was a result of, you know, the anger, hostility or anxiety around, around being adopted for, for me identity. Right. And, 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 but now it's given us the strength because we've been able to figure our way out of it uh, to be able to rebound, to be able to help others. And, and that's, what I'm very grateful for now is I can look at all the crap I dealt with or all the stuff that caused me anxiety or caused me to look at myself and just like, not like a decision I made or a relationship I, you know, screwed up or, you know, things like that. Um, and, and reflect back and realize I got so much from that. Like those terrible decisions I got so much for in my future to, to understand the man I wanted to be and the one I didn't. Yeah. Wow. That's the learning stuff, right? That's the learning. And, I, and obviously you can't, you know, you can't learn unless you screw up because uh, uh, that's what makes you have that pit in your stomach that says, that's not me. That, that was a horrible decision, right? None of that sits well with me and you can feel your stomach when it tells you and it tightens up and, and either you pay attention to that or you don't. I mean, if you pay attention to it, you can learn from it and you can, start to dissect it and think about it and stuff like that. And if you don't, you're just going to repeat the same behavior and the same, you know, and be stuck in the same world of, of, you know, misery or whatever it is that you're in versus realizing that that that's there for a reason. It's telling you something good. Yeah. Powerful stuff, powerful stuff. So um, I'm conscious you've got a hard stop in, uh, in a few minutes. Is there anything else that you'd like to, share that i've not asked you about oh i mean I can talk for hours um uh no i i think that um it's it's uh it's been one of the the most defining things in my life is is being adopted and and i didn't realize how much shaped my character my purpose what i'm actually doing right now in my life um and until i got a little older and i started to pay attention to things like that and you know, why is this happening? And, and, and ask the hard questions. And, and it just, it changed my whole perception to be grateful uh, versus angry uh, or resentful. And, uh, and that was a powerful journey. And again, it didn't happen like a light switch. It was, you know, probably over 15, 20 years, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something I wouldn't trade in for anything uh, because I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have, you know, the relationship with, you know, I, I, I always, tell my family, you know, I've, I've got three families cause I'm married. So I've got my wife's side, I've got my adoptive family and my birth family. So I'm, uh, I'm triple blessed. Yeah. Brilliant. 
thanks thanks a lot Eric thanks for sharing so uh, openly I appreciate that and um, thank you listeners we'll uh, we'll speak to you again very soon take care thanks Simon